Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday... It's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Philly is a tough city. I like Philadelphia because they care. What's up, everybody? It's Chris Ryan and Raheem Palmer. Raheem, what's going on, man? Life is good right now. I mean, we're... uh Got a nice little break for the NBA season. We've got the NBA draft tonight. Got to figure out what the Sixers are going to do, though. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, for this local angle bit, I wanted to ask you about some other localities other than Philly, because when you see teams in the Eastern Conference in the mix, making moves, changing their makeup, do you get a little bit jealous? Because, you know, after all these months of Harden talk back to since Christmas of last year, some light Tobias Harris rumors going into the draft. But as of right now, as of draft day, it looks like the Sixers are the Sixers are the Sixers. Got a new coach, but for the most part, we're going to have a lot of the same roster. And when you look around and you see Boston trading for Przingis and getting rid of Marcus Smart, who essentially was their, like, their avatar of Celtics, modern Celtics basketball was Marcus Smart. You look around and you see Miami really in the mix for Dame Lillard. And if Portland goes ahead and drafts, Scoot or Brandon Miller tonight, you know, you, we could see the end of the Lillard era in Portland right, right after that. How are you feeling about these other Eastern Conference teams changing who they are while the Sixers are essentially going back to a war with the same guys, but with a different general in Nick Nurse? I am very jealous. And a big reason why I'm jealous is because we saw the way the Sixers team has fizzled out of the postseason the last couple of years. So it feels like we need a change, but unfortunately, the circumstances surrounding it doesn't allow us to do anything. We basically are in a position of we have to bring James Harden back and then move there. And if we can't 
bring James Harden back, we got to figure out another plan. So I think we're on pause right now. But when you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, I look at the Boston Celtics. I like the move that they made. Mm-hmm. I know they lose their heart and soul in Marcus Smart, a guy who, you know, does everything. He's a guy who going to die for loose balls. He's a guy who's going to settle the offense down. He's a guy who's going to play top-tier defense. He was Defensive Player of the Year last year. But I like the move to bring in Porzingis. You add in more rim protection. Obviously, Horford is getting old. Add in a guy who can shoot and space the floor. Add in a guy who can get easier buckets. I think maybe this will empower Tatum and Brown a little bit more. And it also opens up room for Derek White. Father says all the time that Derek White was actually better than Marcus Smart last year. And, you know, maybe this is a way for selling high. And I think this was like the rare win-win-win for a three-team trade because I actually think the Memphis Grizzlies got a lot better. Look at Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. They're going to have a top-tier defense. And then you look at the Washington Wizards. They get Tyus Jones back. I think that's a solid fit. But then they also they commit to the rebuild. So I like what everybody did, did there. But when it comes to the Sixers, I mean, we're just stuck right now. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there's something about this era of the NBA, this immediate era where you see, you know, Matt Ishbia doing things in Phoenix that, frankly, like, are financially reckless. But honestly, it's not my money. And, and if I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, I'm like, you know, we, maybe we're going to have to pay the price for this down the line with this Bradley Beal contract. But right now we have three of the best 30, 40 players in the league starting for us. The Sixers... Josh Harris right now and Daryl Morey, who's a very patient GM, who is not going to make the he's not going to make the deal until it's the right deal. I think we have to just be comfortable with like he's going to wait this out a little bit. And I admire what the Celtics are doing, because like if you've gone to the conference finals as many times and haven't won the championship and you could chalk that up to a bunch of different things. Ultimately, the, the, the constant is the Brown Tatum smart trio. And you're not going to get rid of Tatum, and you're not going to get rid of Brown yet. So Marcus is the odd man out there, and I do think that at the end of games, the ball found Marcus Smart. Like Ryan Rosillo and Bill Simmons always talk about on their podcast, the ball had a tendency to find Marcus Smart, and it was like that's not the dude you want taking those big shots. You want it in Tatum's hands. You want it in Brown's hands. So it's almost addition by subtraction there. And like you said, Porzingis gives him such like a, a new look. To their offense and and also you know some some insurance for their front line. Uh, as far as the Sixers go, look, the two names that have been in the mix the most are James Harden and Tobias Harris. This has been essentially everybody on the trade machine or thinking about our free agent and our agency in the cap room. Harden was at certain points in the last six months absolutely nailed on to go back to Houston. It was a done deal. People around the league talking about how Harden loves it there. He wants to go back. He feels comfortable there. And now the rumors are suggesting that Harden's going to sign a team-friendly two-year deal or something with Philly. Um, I, ultimately, Raheem, I was wondering, are you just going to be happy to have this, this drama over with? I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, I just think the way the season ended so disappointingly, like, you almost want to change. You know, Shield talks about, like, he doesn't want to see James Harden back. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I, I just think we kind of just are in a space to where we have to run it back and then possibly trade to bias. I'm just comfortable with, with whatever that Maury does at this point. Obviously, I don't really want Fred Van Vliet as this consolation prize. 
But I would just hope that Harden comes back so we can have the asset and we can just, you know, try to build around Joel Embiid and James Harden. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers, like you said, they're a little bit handcuffed to their own roster. Like, they can't really lose Harden for nothing. That would essentially... I, you know, that would basically hang like an albatross over the last few years here of, of Embiid's window of his prime. Yeah. You know, and if you are, I, I don't want to get worse. Yeah. That's, right. That's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what one thing I'm taking out of this playoffs and, you know, obviously like there's so many things about Miami that makes that team so special. There's playoff Jimmy. There's this ineffable heat culture thing. There's the contributions they got from guys that most people who are casual NBA fans would not have been able to pick out of a lineup like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and those dudes. And they got better when they lost their third best player in Tyler Hero. So it's just like inexplicable in a lot of ways. But one thing that that Miami Cinderella run in the NBA playoffs taught me was that like, honestly, man, you just got to try. You just got to like, like yeah. thing, weird things happen. You know, Giannis hurts his back. You get the right side of the playoff draw, and the next thing you know, you might be three up on the the Celtics. And I know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, but maybe it's crazy to be a basketball fan. And 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 we've changed the coaching. Uh, Nick Nurse is here. I think that he's going to bring some different ideas. And maybe once Harden settles into, okay, this is where I'm going to be for the next couple of years, they do have the Tobias, which turns into this expiring contract, which does have some value. And you you get some some growth from Maxi and some growth from B-Ball Paul, and, and the Sixers are in business next year. And then, I mean, you look at the fact that we got this new CBA coming up, yeah. and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of player movement. So as long as we just get Harton back, we got James Harton, we got Joel Embiid, we got Tyrese Maxey, we have We're going to be a really make- good regular season team. Yeah, we're going to be a good regular season team. And then we have flexibility to make another move that might shake up the table. I mean, because we all know that there's going to be a lot of player movement over the next couple of years. And Maury remaining patient, that's going to give us an edge over other teams. And look, I expect Tobias Harris to be gone. And I expect Maury to make the right decision. I mean, they came out yesterday and said other teams were interested in Tobias Harris, but the Sixers wanted an outrageous offer. And I think based on what we've seen from trades, we deserve an outrageous offer. I mean, like I know Sixers fans don't like Tobias Harris, but when you look at some of the other wings in this, this league, you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, their wings are awful. Tobias Harris might've helped them win a playoff series against the Knicks in that postseason last year. So I I think Maury's going to make the right decision. I think he's going to hold off and we're going to get the right piece to fit with James Harden Let's just, for the sake of argument, say Tobias Harris is in the mix to be traded. What is it that you want for him? Because there's a real problem in the NBA right now where I, I think Phoenix is going to experience this coming up this season, but in a lot of different places, you have three huge contracts at the top of the, of the roster. And what you essentially always wind up having is a very overpaid third option, which is Tobias arguably is the overpaid fourth option at this point because of the emergence of Maxi, who the Sixers are also going to have to pay. So if let's say you get rid of Tobias, is it a one for one situation? Are you looking to get like another huge contributor or do you want to chop Tobias up into different pieces and have more of a Miami Heat plug and play? Let me get a Martin twin. Let me get a little bit of like this and a little bit of that, like 
What kind of thing do you want back for Tobias if he is actually going to be traded? I'm leaning towards, you know, chop it up into different pieces. So a guy like Buddy Hill, like he would fit seamlessly. Joel Embiid and James Harden, a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hand. Now, obviously, you take on like a guy like Buddy Hill, you lose what Tobias Harris has. He's a guy who can put the ball on the floor in his own shot, but you're playing next to Joel Embiid and James Harden. There's not a lot of opportunities for that. Unless, yeah, you know, you need a guy who's like injured. comfortable in the corner and waiting for the ball yeah. to rotate to him. So like a, a Harrison Barnes type. Like, like, and I'm not sure if, you know, Sacramento is willing to part with him. And I mean, obviously, I think Tobias is the better player, but, you know, pieces like him, uh, a Dorian Finney-Smith. And uh, I, see I that, think this, now you're speaking my language. DFS would yeah. be like... <laughs> Because what I'm worried about with somebody like Buddy is for whatever you get in shooting, you lose in defense, and we are not in the... Yeah. I don't feel like the Sixers are in a place where they can keep sacrificing perimeter defense. And you can only count on Embiid for so much, as we have yeah, seen I agree over and that. over again. It's like, for as good as he is at the rim and for as good as he is as an insurance policy in the back, in the, in the front court, like, it doesn't matter if dudes are getting free runs of the basket, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's going to catch up with us. So... Tobias, not exactly an all defensive player, but like could hold his own in places and could guard a couple of different kinds of player. I think if you bring in Buddy, man, like you're really then you we need to be scoring 129 points a night. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, the, the, the Nets have like 15 million wings, so it's like Dorian right. Finney Smith on our team would be like perfect because he yeah. could just sit, sit in a quarter, shoot threes, and then he'll defend. Yeah, so it's just like I think we need pieces like that. That's what I think. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with this draft tonight. I think that this draft is all of a sudden, it was kind of a little bit quiet leading up to it. I think is somewhat the Victor stuff has made the draft such a foregone conclusion. But now all of a sudden things have gotten really interesting. You see a bunch of teams with a bunch of picks in the first round. You see a bunch of teams nosing around trying to get into the top three, get into the top four or five. A couple of these like Players like Cam Whitmore, shout out to Villanova, have gotten a little bit bigger profile right now. So I'm really excited to see what happens on draft night. Raheem, I feel like we're rolling. So why don't we do this? We've talked a little bit about what Boston's done, what everybody's done. Why don't we plan to meet back here at the end of the first round, see if if Daryl makes any moves, see if anything big happens, and we'll talk uh, after the first round of the NBA draft. So I'll see you soon. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Philly to join today. Me, personally, I like the Cincinnati Reds. I gave you guys 11 to 1 to win the NL Central. I think it's down to 5 to 1, but I still like the Cincinnati Reds to win the NL Central. They're hot right now, so take them. Don't miss your chance to snag a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash ring of Philly to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. Must be 21 and up in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. And nothing happened. <laughs> what's, what's up, Reem? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what we were expecting from the first round. Obviously, the biggest Philadelphia sports story to come out of the first round was really the Huge drop of Cam Whitmore from Villanova, who went all the way at 20. Uh, some people had him above the Thompsons coming into this draft in certain ways, but some with the medicals, some, there's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of rumors on Twitter. So Cam Thompson drops to 20 and goes to Houston, and that is about the entirety of my Philadelphia content from the NBA draft. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely shocking because, I mean, this is a guy who had top five talent and I saw him going three at some places. So it's, it's, it's really, really shocking. And I mean, obviously I heard some rumors that it's some, it's his medicals. I've heard rumors that he had a really rough workout this week. So, I mean, that'll do it, but I think Houston got a steal. So I want to see what the Sixers are going to do as far as trading for a second round pick or, you know, buying a second round pick because we got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that the two big things to keep an eye on, both as Sixers fans and as Eastern Conference watchers, is that the Hornets took Brandon Miller and the Blazers took Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson would suggest, at least if you buy into the, the, the conventional wisdom of the Damian Lillard narrative here, that Dame does not want to do a rebuild. He doesn't want to play with teenagers. He wanted the Paul George. He wanted the somebody to come, like Mikhail Bridges, whoever and have a shot a guy riding shotgun with him who was like a vet and proven and an all-star and all that. And that did not happen. The Blazers draft this franchise point guard, this franchise guard at least. And you have to wonder whether or not Dame is now on the way out. It has been suggested that the Sixers could be in the Dame Lillard business. I have no idea what it would take to get that done. I personally don't think we have the draft capital to get that done. I don't think Tobias Harris expiring is enough to get that done. But that's one thing to keep an eye on. And then the other is like what you're saying is the Sixers buying into the second round and getting getting some useful pieces there and, and seeing if Daryl can find a, a diamond in the rough. Um, any shocks? Any surprises? Any big any big storylines for you coming out of the first round? There's nothing really. I mean, honestly, other than I think the you you named the biggest one with with the Blazers and School Henderson. I think we're looking at a point where. I think Damian Lillard is at that place where Kevin Garnett was at. And I think at some point 
the Blazers are just going to say, look, Dane, where do you want to go? Yeah. And we'll send you there. And they'll just have to work out compensation. But, I mean, based on how how guys are getting traded, you look at, we spoke about Mar- Marcus Smart earlier. He got two first-round picks. Rudy Gobert got four first-round picks. So we're, we're likely looking at a, a, a space where Dame is going to be, he's, he's going to be going for four or five first-round picks or something like that. So, well, like not- yeah. Yes, you're probably right about that. And then you start to get into some really complicated territory where mm-hmm. Brooklyn essentially doesn't have their picks. So Brooklyn can't, like, they can give, they can give away, you know, what, like, maybe in the future they have some stuff from the Suns or whatever. But they don't have like a lot of their first round picks are gone to Houston for Harden in that trade. So I'm looking around at like who can trade what for Dame. And I wonder if the Dame return, it's not going to be as bad as the Beal return, but I wonder if it's closer to Beal than it is to uh than it is to Durant. You know what I mean? Like if it's a if yeah. it, I don't know if it because the teams that Dame will go to might not have the draft capital that Portland might be looking for. I have a dark question for you. Okay. Not to bum you out on a Thursday night, but do you watch this Dame drama unfold and wonder whether that could be us with Embiid in like two years? In two years, I think in that could year. be. What, I think that could be us with Embiid in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, like, <laughs> uh, like we we are James Harden away from leaving from this thing falling completely apart. You're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And, and, then, and, and it seems sort of ridiculous that we're sort of in this, in this solitary confinement with Harden because we can't really afford to lose him either. Yeah. It's like we kind of know what James Harden is at this point, and it's not going to get better, but we can't lose him. Like, it's just we're in a, we're in a r- really rough position. So you just kind of have to hope that you can keep Joel and be happy Somehow, some way, because I think this is a this really is a make or break year. Well, it's interesting the parallels. So both players are MVP caliber. Dame's had a couple of runs at that trophy, although you know has come up way shorter than Embiid ever did. Embiid obviously got his hands on one this season. They both mean more to their city than I think people outside of the city understand. So are essentially like the life force of the franchise. And because of that, there's an extra tax. I think anytime you would think about trading somebody like Embiid, frankly, like when I look around and I'm like, I'm watching like Kawhi and Paul George, it's like, honestly, at the end of the day, if they they trade Paul George, there's probably like a healthy section of Clippers fans that are happy for the cap relief, you know? But like with Embiid, it's like you would essentially be putting the process and the last decade to bed and saying, we couldn't get it done. And this guy deserves something else and we got to start over. And then on the other hand, you know, you also have to think about what the limitations are. Dame's an undersized guard who doesn't defend at an elite level. And Embiid is an MVP, but is also uh, somebody who's got limitations when it gets into the playoffs, when it comes to his stamina and when it comes to his playmaking, you know, obviously in, in the face of somebody like Jokic. So it's, it's an interesting parallel. I just, I just thought I would bring it up. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, not only does that parallel, I mean, you look at Dame, Dame is 32 years old, and yeah. Joel Embiid is going to be 30 in February next year, February, March next year, so we're like, 
they're not at the end of their proms, but I mean, I mean, I mean, Dame is probably at the end of his prom, and and B, he doesn't have too many more years left with how much he gets hurt. So it's really a they have to win now. And it's it's interesting because it's like guys don't really have careers like Dame does anymore. I mean, it's pretty yeah. rare where a dude plays with the team that he's drafted with keeps getting back after it, keeps saying he wants to stay, keeps saying he wants to win there, and that it means more and he'd rather go out on a shield and he'll never request a trade and everything like that. But look, the Blazers had to pick Scoot. By all accounts, would have gone number one in any other year that wasn't a victory year. And yeah, maybe like there's something to come with that. But to me, if I'm if I'm reading the tea leaves, like I just feel like that's like step one in unwinding what that Blazers team is because I just don't think the return on Anthony Simons is going to be of the Paul George level. Yeah, I, I just feel like we're looking at a relationship that's over and neither side wants to admit it. Like, I think we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think just- in the darkest days of this podcast, we've been there with Joe in the last three months. Yeah, but I mean, like with Joe, it's not that bad. I mean, we still we we still can fix things. Like. Yes, yes. With Dame and, and the Blazers, it's over. And yeah, Dame, it, it, it if just, Dame had Harden and Maxi, I think Dame would be like, I'd like to stay here. Yeah. And you know, I, I like, think, you know, MB, MB has Maxi. And I, I think he really likes Maxi. I think he, he, he likes the city. And I just think he, he feels like he can still build a winner. And the thing with Embiid is that I think he knows that he didn't play well. He knows that he hasn't been healthy. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. So we have basically, you know, the draft night ends tonight. We'll see if Daryl gets into the second round. We'll see if anything happens. But Tobias wasn't moved. Um, the la- latest rumors suggest that Harden's coming back. You you would imagine that that so that like basically limits Daryl to being trading Tobias, or if you're talking about a Lillard, probably Tobias and Maxi, right? Like that's what it's going to take to get that done. And I don't know with Portland if they keep Anthony Simons and they have Scoot Henderson. I don't really know if they need Tyrese Maxey or or want Tyrese Maxey. Like that might not be the right return for them. So you start to get into like okay, then it's like Tobias to Indiana, Tobias to the Pistons, Tobias to the Cavs, and it starts to get a little bit more complicated and a little bit more. Uh, you're trading like a Tobias for another like sort of top 60, 70 player, but not a top thirty player. You're not getting like a an all NBA level player in return. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know if you're even getting better. You're just kind of just like if you were to trade him to the Pistons and you got Bogdanovich. I mean, you might you might be getting worse. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to rely on like his his ability to shoot from the corner and be that be that fourth guy who's like. Uh, I can do a little bit of playmaking, can do a little bit of everything, but what I really do is is I, I shoot from the corner when 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 the ball rotates to me. Um, yeah, I mean that's all I got for tonight, Raheem. Anything else that's been jumping out at you Sixers wise before we get out of here? It's just so tough because I think everything's like really hanging on hanging on hard right now. I mean, obviously, I think it is a must that we bring back B-ball Paul. I think we have to bring him back. Um, I'm interested to see if we bring back. Uh, Seems like Shake's gone. Yeah, I think Shake. McDaniel's gone. would be nice. I think to bring back. I think they're gonna bring him back. I definitely think they're gonna bring him back. I think we'll probably bring back Niang. But it's just everything is hanging on hard, and you can't really make a decision until then. And then obviously, 
you know, we spoke earlier about Tobias Harris. They're looking, I mean, team, I mean, more is looking for an outrageous return. And I think when you look at the fact that, look, Tobias is somewhere in between. He's not Paul George. He's not Jason Tatum. He's not Jalen Brown, but he's a lot better than the wings that they have in Cleveland. Like, I would love to have Tobias Harris over Isaac Okoro or, or Karis LeVert. So, you know, finding that that value is, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. But I, th- I have faith in, in, in Murray to get it done. But until those those two moves are made, we're just kind of we're kind of waiting on that. So, OK, so let's just say it's August 15th or it's it's training camp. Let's say it's training camps opening. Is it more likely, do you think? All right. Well, let me ask you this. Would you prefer that we essentially run it back with the same team that we just lost in the second round with Harden, Harris, Maxi, Embiid, B-Ball Paul, House, Niang, you know, McDaniels and Tucker or something like that. Like that's the, that's the lineup with maybe one addition in there or really break it up and, and maybe get, go, go for a third star with Maxi and Harris in a deal or get rid of Harris? Like, would you rather go back to the, mm-hmm. go back into this next season with Nick Nurse and say, I want to see what this team can do with a high level X's and O's guy and a new staff and a new voice in the locker room? Or do you want to break up this team roster wise? I'm leaning towards keeping it together. Cause that's Daryl. That, continuity. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because we did take the Celtics to game seven and we did have a lead in, in game six. And Joel Embiid was banged up for much of the postseason. And we Man, all you sound, know. You like, sound a lot like a 2018 Rockets fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we had, we had the Warriors right where we wanted them. And then no, I, I, I know I sound like it, but it, it, I mean, we were right there. And yeah, no, I know. I know. We were right there. And I, I think the, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I think. I think the Eastern Conference is weak. I do too. I, do I too. think it's so weak that, like, I think the Celtics got better, but you could argue they got worse as well. Yeah, we still don't I know. Think- I mean, like the Marcus Smart being shocked that he was getting traded leads me to believe that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will also be shocked that he was traded and that that will have reverberations throughout that locker room. And it could take a minute for them to get their footing again. They're still not happy about losing their head coach who took them to the championship. I think that's evident. Yeah. Like they aren't happy about that at all. And I just think this, this hasn't been the same team. And then Jalen Brown is also a free agent. So it's like this whole thing could, could collapse. And I like, I don't think people realize that Milwaukee, like Milwaukee is like on the way on the verge of collapse as well. Like, Chris Middleton is a free agent. We don't know if he's ever going to be the same again. Drew Holiday is getting older. They don't have a lot of athleticism outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. If the Sixers ran it back... Who knows? They would be, they would be a top, you know, 3-4 seed, probably. And they would probably be one of the better teams in the conference. Yeah, and we might have had a better seed last year if we had gotten off to a better start in the first month of the season. And I mean, maybe, James Harden missed a month. Tyrese yeah. Maxey missed a month. Joel Embiid came into the season sick and out of, out of shape. So it's just like, I'm kind of like glass half full on this one. 
I, I, I think that's what I'm going with. I would rather have exactly what you're saying. Like, I would rather go into the season with the same lineup than some Karis LeVert buddy healed like Frankenstein that we're putting together. And, and to me, that's that I, I'd, I just want to see what Nick Nurse does with this team. Yeah. And like, if, if we come into the season with Fred Van Vliet over James Harden, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to be coming to the season checked out. Like yeah, as a your, fan. So, you, so your, your expectations would be lower if that was the case. It just would. I, I, I would know that we, we have no shot to do anything. I don't know. There's a part of me that's like Van Vliet's more of a competitor than Harden. <sighs> he is, but his defense isn't the same. And he's not even a guy who can like. He can't get his own shot, really. Yeah, he can get it. He can he can get he can get he can hit open jumpers, but he's not a guy who can get his own shot like he struggles with length. Like you saw that when he was like younger in that Sixers series. Against us. I mean, he was horrible. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So it's just, and now it's just like, oh my God. If we came into the seat, and I, I, I love Fred Van Vliet at certain points. Like, I think he had that big series against Milwaukee. But if, if we came into him, came into the season with him over Harden, I just would be, ugh, just blow this thing up. <laughs> I, I would be at that point. <laughs> but they're not going to do that, man, because they want to get this stadium done. Yeah, that is true. So I really don't think that 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 we're I don't think Daryl's here to do a a strip it down to the foundation thing, not for the next couple of seasons. I think yeah. this is just one of those things where they need to be in the playoffs, even if it's just the second round, they need to be in the playoffs for the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean that depends on keeping Joel and B happy, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Well, we can wrap it up there. Thanks to our producer mm-hmm. Cliff for everything. Hope everybody had a good draft night. If you happen to be listening to the Philly special and you're not a Sixers fan, hello. And I hope your team drafted somebody you like. Uh, Raheem and I were nostalgically going back in time and thinking about all the draft picks that we were like much more up on because when this during the process, you had to know like Sixers would have four second round picks and you'd have to be all up on like, you know, Euros and and mid-major guys (laughs) who are still sitting around. I was so hype over Dario Sartre. Oh my god, dude! Don't even get me started on Sarge. I was just like, this guy's Pistol Pete reincarnated. <laughs> um, thanks to Cliff. Thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll be back probably with some sort of Harden update in, around July. 4th. Must be 21 and up in president select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 if you're in Arizona. If you're in Connecticut, call one 888 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. If you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9 with it. Kansas, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. 
You're in Louisiana. Call 1-877-770-STOP. Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org. West Virginia. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. Wyoming. 1-800-522-4700. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 